Glad to have you here on the Clark Howard Show, where it's about you and your wallet. I want you to learn ideas from me so you can keep more of what you make. Clark.com is our web address. ClarkDeals.com is where you get all the deals. I've been asked by a number of people about a aggressive seller of home delivery of various products. And people want to know, deal or no deal, I'm going to fill you in in just a half hour the ups and downs of when you order online. Right now, I want to talk about something that has too many people excited and has me very upset. That's the idea of trading foreign currency. I am just seeing too many solicitations online, too many TV ads. I haven't heard any radio ads. There may be some for trading foreign currency. But it's being pitched as an enormous opportunity, a can't-lose, get-rich opportunity for you to buy and sell currencies and make money on sudden movements and the value of the dollar, the yen, the euro, the pound, the Swiss franc, on and on and on. Well, you want to get burned quick? When somebody says they have a system, they have a formula, you just need to take their seminar or buy their system and they're going to make you incredibly wealthy, that's when you know to run, run, run. Do you know that trading foreign currency is so complicated that the people who do it as their full-time living make mistakes all the time? There are so many factors that can influence which way a currency goes. And because it is a certain combination of chance and luck, it's been something that basically hucksters have been able to pitch why they have the magic formula that can make you incredibly wealthy. The reality is, if you get involved in foreign currency trading, the odds say you are going to consistently lose money. I bet, and I have nothing to back this up, but I bet you would do better at the roulette wheel in Las Vegas than you could ever do trading foreign currency based on some system that somebody supposedly has developed that is a can't-lose thing. Let me tell you something. If somebody had really developed a can't-lose way to trade foreign currency, they're not going to be peddling it with their system. They're going to be using their system to corner all the world's money for themselves. Taylor's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Taylor. Hi, Clark. How are you? Great. Thank you, Taylor. You have a dilemma for me about credit. Yes. Tell me what that is. Okay. So my husband and I are building a house, and when we bought our appliances, we got a credit card 
from that store to increase our savings. We saved like 5 or 10% more. And then we did the same thing with our cabinet. Now we're wondering what we need to do with those credit cards. Should we close out the account? Should we keep the card open and never use it? I mean, what, what do we do? And we have several other credit cards as well. I would leave those accounts open. Okay. And I'm curious, either the, so you got them from two different stores, you got their store credit? Uh Uh-huh. Do either of the store cards have a Visa or MasterCard logo on them, or are they strictly for that store only? I think they're both Visa or MasterCard. Okay, then absolutely, positively, do not close either of those accounts. Okay. Because those are considered to be extensions of credit of a major credit card. Okay. And that looks really good in your overall credit mix. Even if we have like, I mean, we have three or four other cards. Yeah, it's the more the merrier. I don't know at what point it becomes less merry, but there's a definite advantage because what you have there is you have a more diverse portfolio in terms of what lines of credit you have you have more available credit now that you paid them off you have this available credit that lowers what's known as your ratio how much of your available credit you're using okay and that the lower that ratio is the higher it raises your credit score okay so it's to your advantage to keep these open okay now the the dangers are i'll give you two dangers okay okay if somehow that either of those accounts was compromised and somebody goes and buys stuff as if they're you there's Mm -hmm. relatively minor hassle involved in saying not me i dispute these charges right not really a big deal okay and then the other is if you then would go at some point in the future to buy another home and take out a mortgage of occasionally there will be a mortgage underwriter who says i don't like your profile because you have too many available lines of credit i'm too worried you'll get over committed to credit okay i don't think that would happen we're building on family land so okay. we're, we're probably going to stay put great then you are set keep those as they are all right perfect thank you so much have a great day gary is with us on the clark howard show hello gary how are you? Great. Thank you, Gary. You have a story for me about one of the four giant monster mega banks. I do. Um, I'm getting tired of them making money on my money. What have they done to you this time? Well, this time they're charging me because I deposit too much cash. Wait, say what? I deposit too much cash from what I'm told. Wait, wait, wait. You're serious. Me. So you have you have a business of some kind? I do. And so you end up with daily cash receipts, and they're telling you that you bring them too much money and so that you're going to pay a a penalty for bringing them too much money. Yes, and I was told the reason why is because I bring (laughs) them so much money and buy so much change that they need to pay the tellers to process my business. Okay, this isn't a joke, is it? No, absolutely not. I got charged $53.40 last month. So you know what I want you to do, don't you? <laughs> Probably close the, close the account. That's right. I want you to fire them. Go in um, where you live, Gary. How many, um, how many 
little banks are there around you? There's a there's a there's a bunch. Yeah, I go in, and if it's a little, if it truly is a little bank and not one that's masquerading as a little bank, you can go in and meet with the bank CEO or bank president, talk to him or her about your business, how your business operates, and you're looking for a new home for your banking, leaving one of the four giant monster megas. And you'll know, I mean, you'll know right away based on the availability of the CEO to meet with you and the attitude he or she presents to you if that's a new home to do your banking. Because, I mean, the arrogance telling you, you're using our services too much at our bank, giving us money. Now, see, I yep. thought that banks were all about taking deposits from you so they could then lend the money out to other people. But they're telling you they can't be bothered with your money, which to me is a clear signal they shouldn't be your bank. You should right. not suffer from bank abuse. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I just wanted to make it known they do credit me every month, but the fact that... Only because you make a fuss, right? Correct. And they said they will continue to do it, but they can't stop the, the, the charges from coming, but they can credit me every month. So that just tells me it's all junk fees. You know, speaking that of bank abuse, speaking of bank notice, abuse, I always feel bad for good people that work for organizations that are anti-consumer. And, and any organization will have a lot of good people working for them and all they do all day long is they have to apologize for what a crummy company they work for <laughs> i mean think how awful that is to have to do that so uh when you find a great place to have your your business and you go to close and there's somebody at that bank who's always been good to you tell them hey i went to this other place they're so nice to people Maybe someday you'll want to work there instead of the crummy place you work now. Paul is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Paul. How are you doing? Great. Thank you, Paul. You want to uh, talk about Robin Hood and the, was it the Merry Men? What was that? <laughs> uh, yeah, I saw you on television. Was that a frightening a- sight? Was that really scary? can't have uh-huh. little children around seeing me, right? No. Nah. I, I saw you on television, and you mentioned Robin Hood, and you, you got my interest right there. Um, the particular stock I've been looking at, two years ago, it went down to like $1.80 a share, and then it went up to over $11. And that got my interest, but I didn't have enough money to invest. And with this uh, Robin Hood, maybe now I can do something. Start out with $500 and, and see where it goes. Yeah, so Robin Hood, for people who aren't aware of it, started several years ago, and I was kind of ho- uh, crossing my fingers hoping they would succeed. And they seem to be doing great now. They offer free stock trading that you right. do on an Android or an iPhone. And so you're able, you sign up for an account, that takes, um, you know, there's some things that brokerages have to do. So probably takes like five or six minutes to sign up. You sign up with it. You have an account. And then you can buy and sell shares at no cost. It's the real deal. Right. I got on the website and I saw the video. And um, I did see that there are some things that they um, charge a commission for. 
but I'm not sure that would apply to me right now. Not if you're just simply buying shares of stock. I mean, the, uh-huh. it, it will be free. And so interestingly is- enough, I first talked about Robinhood years ago. Mm-hmm. I have had a sum total of zero complaints. Really? Yeah, so anytime there's somebody handling your money mm-hmm. and you never have a complaint about them, mm-hmm. that's pretty impressive. Right. So I would feel comfortable if you were to use them for ultra, well, ultra low cost for free trades. Mm-hmm. Right. It also says on the website that it can be transferred in and out of an account, and that's also free. Right. Okay. Yeah, and, and that's pretty common now that you can do transfers. There's only a small number of full commission stock brokerages that charge massive fees for moving money in and out of an account or transferring an account out of them. But the number of people I want with a full commission stock brokerage is zero anyway. Robinhood is the complete opposite culture. Everything they're about is you being able to do stock trading for nothing. Give it a try. Karen is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Karen. How are you doing today? Hey, you're my financial hero. Oh, well, you're so kind. I hope I don't turn into a goat ever for you. <laughs> no. Oh, great. I'm so happy to get to visit with you. Oh, well, thank you. How can I serve you today? Well, I need to know if home warranties are worth the money. My seller bought one for me, and it'll be time to renew soon. I haven't been happy so far. My research on them has been dismal, but I sure like the idea of having an insurance policy. So what should I do? So isn't it amazing if you look online about these home warranty plans, people just despise them. And then every once in a while, somebody will say, they saved my bacon. They really were there for me. My belief is that they are a marketing tool, just like how you ended up with one. And when I sell a property, I always give the buyer one of these things because it gives people a psychological boost as a buyer that they're buying a used home. They don't know what kind of problems may lurk. And it was there for you when you bought the home. But now the question is, the renewal's what, five fifty, somewhere five in there? See on this one. I've looked around in this neck of the woods is, you know, five to six hundred dollars with, you know, a deductible ranging from fifty to eighty five and but all the reviews, the personal reviews are I don't even want to give them one star. Right, and right, exactly. And so think about this. So they're not selling these to lose money, right? They're playing mathematical odds. And if you're thinking about five or $600 every year, and remember, as you said, every time you call somebody, there's the deductible on top of it, and you're limited to using their contractors with most of these that may look at your call as a very low-priority call because their reimbursements from the warranty companies are usually pitiful. Yes. That if you thought instead, if you had the discipline every year, you put in, let's say, five to $600 into your own maintenance fund for a house, over a number of years, you would build up quite a substantial reserve. 
I understand that. And, I, you know, it's just kind of spooky. It's kind of spooky. And I had one good visit and one very dismal visit from them. And, you know, so it's just not a crystal clear thing. Yeah, but there's no substitute for you over the years having the plumber you trust, the electrician you trust, the heating and air conditioning company you trust, having the trusted service professionals that you're comfortable with being there to maintain the things in your home and repair or replace when that's necessary. That's so much better than some 800 number you call. It's my pleasure to welcome you to the Clark Howard Show where it's about you learning ways to save more and spend less and don't let anyone ever rip you off. Clark.com is our main website, and Clark.com slash ask is where you go to post a question for me. We also answer your questions off the air 45 hours a week. You can talk with a member of Team Clark for free. It's been a free service of our show for 24 and a half years. And if you go to Clark.com, move kind of halfway down that home screen, you'll see hours available and number to call for free off-the-air advice. There are any of a number of organizations opening up, looking for a, a way to compete against traditional physical stores and also to be able to compete against the two titans of online sales, which are Amazon and Walmart. Because right now, Amazon.com and Walmart.com dominate online retail. But there's a lot of shopping to do out there, and online overall accounts for uh, somewhere between 8 and 11% of overall retail, which shocks people who are Amazon addicts because they think everybody does 100% of their shopping online or at Amazon. It's not true. So there are lots of people, as our habits are changing, are looking for where their place is in the market. And I've been asked a couple of times recently to explain Boxed, which I first talked about, gosh, was that a year or two ago? B-O-X-E-D dot com. Boxed is designed for people who want to save money but don't like going to a big discount store or a warehouse club or whatever. And so Boxed eliminates the shopping trip for you, sells items like you'd buy at Costco or Sam's Club or Walmart or Target or whatever. They sell you those items. There's no membership fee. And they do, I'm putting quotes around it, free delivery as long as you meet their order minimum, which I think is $49 an order. Is that right, Joel? Is it 49 in order? That's right. That's right. Okay. So is there really a free lunch? Can you really order things from what would be essentially indirectly from the big discount stores and get the deals on those things? And one of the things they talk about on their website is that you don't have to pay membership fees. So you get the benefit of a Costco wholesale membership or a Sam's Club membership without paying for the membership. But you get the warehouse club items 
or you get the discount store items and they just show up to you with a free delivery. So what's the real story? They mark the things up. So you are not getting the same prices, but you're eliminating the trip, you're eliminating the hassle, and the stuff just shows up at your house. And we've tried a number of these online sellers. Recently, we tried on um, uh, the the off-brand store called um, Brandless. Brandless. Brandless.com. And that one, we had to order 24 items. And they're spread out among our crew, and we're all testing them right now. I'm testing toothpaste, and we tried a number of the food items. And I think it's time for us to order from Boxed, see what the experience is like, and share it with you. But again, I want you to know it is not as cheap as going to the physical store itself. But again, it eliminates the membership, eliminates the hassle. As long as you order, hit the $50 order total. Jake is joining us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Jake. Hey, Clark. Thanks for having me on. So I got to tell you, for me, I don't know if... Are you a Warehouse Club shopper, Jake? Uh, I am not. So for me, it's recreation, it's sport, it's fun to go to Costco Wholesale or Sam's Club. I love going to the Warehouse Clubs. Uh, if I had one close to me, I would certainly be a member, but uh, the nearest one's probably 45 minutes away. So. so maybe for you, Boxed would be the deal because you get something close to the warehouse club prices without having to go. Hmm, yeah, maybe but for me, that. for me, that's a disadvantage. I want to go. I want to experience it. I want to walk, uh, walk the floor. I want to uh, see what's in the steel. So they call it the things that are up on the shelves. And I want to have that whole, um, that whole uh, enjoyment. <laughs> because for me, I'm trying to think of the right word. I want to be immersed in that experience. And other people are like, are you crazy? You want to go there and you want to find a space in the parking lot and you want to go in and have to find room to walk up and down the aisles and you want to have to wait in line to check out. And I'm like, yes, yes, and yes. (laughs) So you have a question for me, Jake, about a way to protect yourself security-wise. Is that true? Uh, yes, I, uh, I I listen to your show, and I've always been, uh, you know, like to keep my internet traffic safe. And I hear you recommending the two Chromebook uh, Chromebook method, wherever you have one for only your banking and things like that. But uh, what I do is, I'm not sure if you're familiar with what a VPN is. It's a virtual private private network. Oh yeah, I'm very familiar with VPNs, and I've actually used a VPN service overseas. That's actually how I started. I was uh, in a foreign country with some uh, firewalls, and I started using it. But essentially, it encrypts your data and protects your – it tunnels you. So even on public Wi-Fi, which is one of the most dangerous places in terms of, you know, Internet uh, spying or people getting information, it, it keeps you protected. So I was wondering if you thought that was a, uh, you know, a good alternative to using two separate Chromebooks or whatever your uh, computer choice is. What an interesting question. So if at some point, some way, someone has gotten a virus on your computer and you're going into a banking service or whatever, 
using your VPN, I'm not smart enough to tell you if they would still be able to intercept. They'd be able to intercept your keystrokes. I wonder if they would then be able to put together uh, what you, what website address you typed in, what username and password you typed in, even if you're accessing through a VPN, if they've gotten a virus on your computer, wouldn't they still be able to do that? Uh, I'm not. I'm not sure about having a virus already on your computer, but I believe uh, all your data is, even your keystrokes and things. I believe are encrypted, so that you can't, if you can't, necessi- you can't necessarily look at it. So for somebody maybe spying on you over a public network, it pretty much eliminates all of that risk. But I'm not sure if you already have a something, some malware or viruses download. I'm not sure about that scenario. Yeah, because when you're on the VPN, all the network traffic passes protected through the virtual private network but i'm not sure if what you're doing before the data goes out over the network if you're secure with those keystrokes i don't know i you know i'm i just like to make things as easy as i can and that's why a lot of people use vpns because they feel like that is the easy button like you're doing, I I just love the Chromebooks, and so I guess I guess either is a workable strategy. And you know, since I'm not a techie, I'd love for people who are techies listening to you and me, Jake, to give us give us their opinion on this issue of whether the VPN is enough. Yeah, for me, I have a per- I have my computer. I'm kind of uh, attached to, and it's re- you know, it's a little bit of a higher end one. So uh, I kind of like using that for everything. So that was so the VPN was sort of my alternative to having maybe a separate uh, entire uh, computer or device to use. So that was it. But anyway, thank but, you very much. For- and I I appreciate the thought. And what you brought up is something that we haven't talked about on the show in probably a year and a half. And that's the value of a VPN if you travel regularly to when you're accessing Wi-Fi at a hotel, accessing Wi-Fi at a, a restaurant or coffee shop or whatever. I am fortunate in that I'm a T-Mobile customer and I have unlimited hotspot available on my plan. So I'm always accessing through my T-Mobile hotspot and I'm never... And that's my Wi-Fi. I'm never on any public Wi-Fi on my computer. Brandon is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Brandon. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Great. Thank you. Uh, you have an unusual either-or for me, don't you? I do, yes. Uh, would you like me to go into it? Yeah, and I don't know that I'm going to be any help with this. So hit me with it. Excellent. Uh, so... I'm 35. I was a police officer for 10 years and recently went back to school and uh, graduated from law school and passed the bar. I'm working my first attorney job. My goodness, you are a hardworking, industrious guy. 10 years as a police officer. Now you're a lawyer. Wow. So I was recently offered a job as a firefighter uh, at a large municipality where I'm from. Uh, so I'm trying to decide between being an attorney full-time or being uh, a firefighter slash attorney. 
part-time. So um, with the firefighter, I would only need 10 years to retire because I'm still in their police and fire pension. Uh, makes about 80000 a year after the third year. And uh, after 10 years, my student loans are repaid. Or as an attorney, I guess my earning potential is unlimited. It could be really high, or I know some that just do okay. So I'm kind of torn between what I should do. All right. So uh, you have nothing but good options here. Yes. So this is how I would think about it. You went through law school, which is a grind. And you showed yourself to be very industrious. You obviously learned what you needed to because you passed the bar, which is no easy thing. And you're asking this question, which makes me wonder, has law turned out to be less than you thought it would be? Is it, Are you not looking forward to being in the office every day? Uh, I think it's just, in the beginning, it's very stressful, just because sometimes you don't know exactly what you're doing all the time. So uh, I enjoy being outdoors. I enjoy working with my hands. I've done many different jobs where I work with my hands. So I'm just kind of confused if I should just stick to the stick to it and just be a lawyer or if, uh, you know. I don't hear you. I, what I hear from you is the law isn't just making you so excited. You have that wonderful opportunity with the pension. It also ties into the student loans with the forgiveness of those. I would say follow your gut. Your gut tells you go be a firefighter and then work part-time as a lawyer as much part-time as you wish, I'd do that. Okay. I would Will definitely that do that because that what I'm hearing you say is, is that's where you're leaning and you just wanted to bounce it off somebody who knows nothing about the situation till just when you proposed it. Right. And yeah, it's a third party who has nothing, no skin in the game. And so. what I hear from what you've said is you should go save people's lives as a firefighter. And I think you do that. There'll be You'll have the rest of your life to practice law 10 years from now if you choose to go ahead and take retirement at that time. I would do that instead of later saying woulda, coulda, shoulda. And, you know, if you get in there as a firefighter and, Brandon, you decide, you know, this really isn't what I should be doing, there's no problem with you going back to being a full-time lawyer. But if you don't right. take that chance, you've missed that opportunity, and that's why I would do it. You'll be giving everybody advice in the firehouse, though. I hope you're ready for that. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news, or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance, too. Enter the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. The Name Your Price tool puts you in charge of your auto insurance by working just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance. Then they'll show you a variety of coverages that fit within your budget giving you options. Now, that's something you'll want to press play on. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to choose the best option for you, fast. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive Insurance. Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company & Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time for Ask Clark. That's where you post a question for me. Clark.com producer Joel asks it for you. Joel, who's up first? Clark Kevin's up first. He says, my wife and I are almost 60, is spending $30,000 on a whole house solar project, a good investment for us. They live in Florida, by the way. Well, the Sunshine State, the question of putting in solar at a house is not wholly an investment. I have done solar install before, and I love how much it reduces my power bill and is to the exact number of years for payoff. I'm not sure on that. Um, it's, it's hard to truly figure because you don't know exactly what your power bill would have been if you didn't have solar. So it really is something that first should be because it's something you want to do for the benefit of society. And if you buy solar and put it in, there's the back benefit that it seems to be pretty clear that when you sell a house that has solar, you sell it for more than you would because the buyer appreciates the fact that their utility bills are going to be substantially lower. So this is not a slam dunk. I wouldn't look at this with the word investment and really think through if that money, the 30000 would be money that you are comfortable not having readily available to you. Get multiple quotes from multiple companies on a solar install. All right, and Doug says, where is the best place to donate a car? I want to give where the most benefit will be achieved for those in need. I have a strong bias on the car donation, and that is give to one of the organizations that actually takes your car and, if it's in working condition, gives it to a family they're serving that needs transportation rather than one of the organizations that takes your car and sells it off to a jobber for $100 or so, and then the car may be crushed. Who knows what's going to happen to it? I'm much more of the mind that a service delivery organization immediately puts somebody into that. The other alternative is you sell your used car in the open market and then donate the cash proceeds. In many cases, that will get you a better tax benefit and potentially more money to the charity you care about. All right, and Larry says, a while back you talked about an easy way to clean out your junk email. What can I do to stop this junk email madness? It's called unroll.me. U-N-R-O-L-L dot M-E. Unroll.me was facing some controversy at some point that there was some belief that they were misusing information that seemed to end up amounting to nothing, but it will help you reduce the amount of junk mail you have. You're listening to The Clark Howard Show. I appreciate you tuning in to The Clark Howard Show. And if you'd like more fun stuff to listen to by podcast, well, we have our Empowerment Zone. This is where you get to hear the stories of people that have done amazing things, either in overcoming hardship in their lives or things they've done to accomplish. Go to Clark.com slash Empowerment Zone. Empowerment Zone.